Welcome to the Arts Entrepreneurship Podcast, making art work. We highlight how entrepreneurs align their artistry, passion, and vision to create and pursue opportunities to capture value in the arts. The views expressed by guests on the Arts Entrepreneurship Podcast are solely their own and do not necessarily represent the views of the podcast or its hosts. The appearance of a guest on the podcast, the venture they represent, or reference to any product or service does not imply an endorsement or recommendation by the podcast or its hosts. The content provided is for entertainment and informational purposes only and does not constitute business advice. Here are your hosts, Andy Heiss and Nick Petrella. Hello, everyone. My name is Andy Heiss. And I'm Nick Petrella. Today on the podcast is writer, director, producer, editor, and actor Dana White. Dana has won numerous awards for her films, many of which have premiered at festivals around the world. You can read more about Dana at the link in the show notes. Dana, thanks for being with us today. Hi, thank you. It's great to be here. This is part one of our interview with Dana White. You've had a varied career, so tell us how you got started. Sure. Uh, Yeah, well, you know, I've had a really crazy journey in my life professionally. Um, I started out as an actor, uh, as a a child, actually. Um, I studied, uh, you know, I went... That was my 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 dream, and so I, I studied uh, acting uh, at the London Academy of uh, Dramatic Arts in London, and then I also got my BFA in Boston in theater, and then the dream was always to move to New York. So I moved to New York after I finished my studies in London, and I worked as an actor on the New York stage for many years. I worked off Broadway, a little Broadway regionally all over the country, um, and. You know, then eventually I, I'd always loved to write. Writing was something that I always loved. Um, and I started writing uh, screenplays. Um, and so I started doing that um, and really fell in love with it. And I think I, I think I really fell in love with film initially through the writing screenplays. Um, and then I ended up acting in a film that went to Los Angeles. And so my husband, he wasn't my husband at the time, but he is now, my husband and I uh, decided to drive across the country and go to Los Angeles for a screening. And when I got there, I, I really was surprised because I was such a New York girl. Um, I fell in love with Los Angeles, mm. um, just head over heels in love with it. And I begged my husband for us to move out. And he's a real New Jersey, New York boy, and he, he agreed, And so, uh, which I was surprised about, but he agreed. And we went out to L.A. and uh, sort of started, you know, a, a new life out there. Um, and I think what, what, what happened for me was it became really clear quickly when we were out there how I felt really strongly at that point in my life, I really wanted to have more autonomy over my creative work. And I felt that I, I, you know, it was just really important not to be waiting for the phone or not to be a part of other people's vision, but I wanted to have my own vision. And so at that point in our life, we were quite broke, uh, had no money, and we were sitting in Pasadena at a coffee shop um, sharing a coffee, actually, because we had so little money. And uh, I said to my husband, Chris, I said, you know, what do you think? Like, uh, we've been circling the wagons on this. And I was just like, I want to start making our own movies. And he said, I think it's a great idea. Let's do it. And so, you know, we ended up taking out loans um, for a lot of money and borrowed some money from some family. And we bought a ton of equipment and we started uh, doing our own stuff. And we had editing equipment and camera equipment. 
And um, he fell into the camera beautifully. Like that became his thing. Like he just, he got, the camera got in his hands and it just never left. Like it was just really, and I got really into the editing, putting this, because as a writer, putting the story together in, in pictures and editing was really, seemed to be where I really flourished. And so that became a really interesting combination between the two of us. And, but we had one problem. We were in debt <laughs> with all of this equipment. So we had to figure out how to pay all of our, our money back. And um, so luckily, we both got work in the industry, and he started shooting as a DP and a cameraman for television and going all over the world. And I got work as an editor and, and eventually worked my way up to being a senior producer and editor for an NBC show, where I worked for them for quite a while. Um, but all this time, we continued, I continued to write, and we continued to make our movies and continue to do what we really, really love to do, which is independent film. Um, and we really learned learned, you know, on our own, like we just kind of learned as we went. Um, and so it, it you know, and, and even now, like now, I mean, obviously now, even more so than at any time in our lives, like we're sort of at that level of our artistic career. I think we're, we're in our game right now and we're just making movies a lot. <laughs> um, and it's great, actually. It's, it's a nice, it's a nice combination um, where our life is right now because we're, we're sort of, um, you know, making films. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned your your learning. So were you learning the technical aspect of your craft or the entrepreneurial aspect of your craft or both? Oh, I think it goes hand in hand, right? Like yeah. um so yeah, I think we were learning all of it. Like we were we were literally in our own like Dana and Chris school. <laughs> You know, like we were just, you know, making films, looking at them, saying, these are terrible. Like, what do we need to do to make them better? And then we just kept, you know, kept going and submitting our films to festivals and going to festivals and collaborating with other people. Um, but I think that, you know, I think, yes, I think I think it, it was all all in one, you know. Because I think, so, I mean, to answer, to, to sort of maybe to piggyback off the, that, that answer or that question that you answered, I think that, you know, you can't be an artist and not be an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> like, I think it's, it's just really, truly what you we are. You can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can be, right? Maybe not successfully. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that there's not, you know, unfortunately in this country, unlike some of the other countries in the world and certainly European countries, there's not a lot of great deal of support for artists in our country. And it's it's a shame and it's a tragedy for those of us who are artists. Um, and we just don't have a society that supports the arts very well. Um, and so if you're going to have a career in the arts, you really are on your own, you know, to figure it out in many ways. And I think especially in our field, because um, it's a constantly changing field and one that's moving so quickly, primarily because of the technology, you know, moving so quickly that you really have to know how to adapt and change and, and how to be able to work within you know, the, I mean, it's an exciting time, you know, because, yeah. you know, you can make a movie on a digital camera now my husband and I work with the best digital cameras in the world. So, you know, we're not making them on our, we did used to, you know, we used to make them on our Leo things, but now we're, we, we have a kind of different way of making them, but you can still make them, you know, and anyone can make them. And so you can cut your teeth and learn, um, in a way that before you had to work with a film camera and how often yeah. do you get that opportunity? Right. You know? Yeah. And so when you were starting out, uh, you said, as you just said, you know, artists have to be entrepreneurs. Did you think of yourself as an entrepreneur when you guys, when, when you were just getting started? 
Oh yeah, that's such a great question. You know, I I come from an entrepreneur background. My my father was um, was a crazy entrepreneur, and I, I he was he was an ad man. He was one of those like guys on Madison Avenue, <laughs> and um, he dragged my poor mother um, out of New York City uh, to start an agency um, in in Buffalo, New York. And my mom mm. was a, a diehard New Yorker. She was just you know she did not want to leave that city. But my dad built the biggest company in Buffalo, and that was just who he was. And so I'm very much his daughter. Yeah. Um, and so I watched that as I grew up. I watched this man take something from nothing and build it into something incredibly successful. Um, and so I think that, and he was, he was, you know, um, you know, God rest his soul. He was, he was so supportive of me as an artist. I mean, that was the one thing, like he, he always told me to do what I wanted and that, cause he was so passionate about what he did and he felt yeah. like you can only be successful if you're passionate. Yeah. And so he really infused, I think, a little of an entrepreneurial spirit in me, even as an artist. So yeah. yeah, I think that just came naturally to me to understand that you have to kind of build your own your own world. <laughs> sure. sure. So with so many different activities that you had mentioned in, or that I had mentioned in your bio and that you had just discussed, how do you make sure everything is moving forward on all of you, all of your projects? <laughs> well, that's the million dollar question. Um, <laughs> you know, I think when I work on a movie um, and when I make movies, you know, it's, it tends to be all in you know, and really intense. And I, I think that's one thing about film that people just don't understand. It's when you're making a movie, you can't do anything else. You know, I had people say to me years ago when we were first making movies, they were just like, making movies is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. And I was like, that's ridiculous. I've done a lot of hard things. Like, there's no way. Like, that's, you know. And then I started making movies. And I was like, oh, my God, he was right. Like, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And it continues to be the hardest thing that I, I ever do. Um, but so I think it's really important to stay focused. I think that's that's a really key thing because it's so easy to get distracted with other things. Um, and so it's this really interesting dance, in my opinion, which it's it's kind of this dance of, you know, being able to keep your head down, you know, and get things done one step at a time while being able to multitask and seeing this sort of bigger, broader picture and how, how does it all fit together. And so I think it's a huge challenge. Um, and I'm not sure I always do it well. <laughs> you know, I try. Um, but, you know, luckily I have a great partner who we have different strengths. And so we, we help to sort of help one another through this process. Um, but I think you get better with it as you get older. Um, and I think I've calmed down with age. Um, and I think I realize I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not doing brain surgery <laughs> and you have to remember that. And you have to remember that you're doing what you love and it doesn't always, you know, come together exactly how you want it to, but sometimes it even comes together better, you know? Um, and with a little bit of experience, you, you learn that, you know? I imagine, I imagine a chef, you know, in a kitchen, right? They're making this, this meal. That's their end goal. They have a vision for what it's going to be. But meanwhile, they've got, you know, things on the stove, they're chopping, they're, they're paying attention to different things at different times, but they know what's happening. Right. right? And then and occasionally they, and, you cut yourself really bad. Right. And you're like, oh no. Right. <laughs> right. <And> it, <laughs> right. That, that is probably, that's a good analogy, Andy. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. No, it is. It's it's totally putting together this really amazing dish, you know, and sometimes yeah. you don't know what it's going to taste like. <laughs> you know? So with all that going on and your time and your focus, how or where do you find much of your work? Well, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, all of my work um, is self-generated. 
right? Mm. You know, I mean, our work comes from us because, um, you know, my husband and I are creative partners. And so our ideas for our films, because we actually really do narratives, you know, we don't really do documentaries, um, although it's, it is a, it is a, a passion of ours, both of ours, but, um, we, we really do narratives. Um, and so like all of the films come out of our ideas, you know? Um, so it's, it's, I find my work here and here I'm pointing to my head and my heart, you know, like I find my work from the things that I feel passionate about, you know, my work or our work I'll say is, is very, um, you know, the films that we've been making most recently, there's, there tends to be themes that, that run around our work. Um, one of which is loss and grief and death. Um, our film in the orchard, uh, our feature film, that film was all about loss. It was all about when people lo you know, lose people and how do you, how do you move on? How, how do we move on when we lose people? And it also deals with PTSD. There's a, a, a character in it who is a, is a war vet and the trauma that he has to live with for the rest of his life. Um, and how do we as people function when the world around us falls apart? Like that's, that's something I'm very fascinated with because I, I, I don't actually know how we do. You know, like I usually, I usually choose things that I'm really afraid of. Um, to talk about because I feel like those are the only things that really matter to me. If I understand a subject really well, I don't really mean to make a movie about it. You know what I mean? It's when I really want to explore it, you know, and then Turning Blue, the film that's on the film festival circuit right now is based on the death of my mom. And it's based on these last moments when someone is about to die. Um, and for those of us who have caregived, you know, we know that you spend a long time caring and keeping someone alive and your job is to keep them alive. And then there's this moment where the nurse tells you it's over. Like, it's going to be over in a few hours. It's going to be over in a day. And your world just stops because suddenly you don't, you don't understand this force that's about to take over. So this, these are very important topics for me. And then the next film that, um, that we're actually working on now that I just got funding for um, is a film about patient dumping. And it's about what goes on in elder care and how elder people are being dumped on the streets. They're being dumped in places. Um, and it's just a horrendous a horrendous subject and one that needs to be um, illuminated. And so these, this is where I find my work in the yeah. places that I feel like need to be exposed and talked about. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned a couple couple films there in the Orchard, um, mm -hmm. which received a lot of awards and recognition at the film at film festivals. And you said uh, your your newest one in the blue or um, Turning Blue, Turning Blue. Yeah. Sorry, mm -hmm. in the blue in the Orchard. Okay, <laughs> uh, Turning Blue is also in the film festival uh, circuit right now. Can you talk a little bit more about the film festival circuit? What is you know what is the value of getting those awards and recognition and and how does how does that all work? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, film festivals still for filmmakers are especially for independent filmmakers are still the main way to get your work out into the world and get a spotlight on them. Um, and so it matters for a lot of reasons. I mean, first of all, just being an official selection at a film festival matters because there are thousands of films that are being submitted, as you can imagine, and more now because people can make a, a film on their phone, right? So there's thousands and thousands. So just to be an official selection at a, a festival is a big deal, right? Because you've been chosen. Sure. Then to win is even more important, right? Okay. And then, you, yeah. you know, uh, you, you get that kind of 
cred, you know, street cred, really, um, that your film has actually been chosen by these judges. And of course, depending on the film festival, the judges can be really industry professionals, and that matters. Um, and so it, it just helps you in so many ways. I think it helps you get money for the next movie, which is always what I care about. <laughs> I'm always like, I just want to make the next one, so how do I get the money for the next one? Yeah. So it gives you credibility to get funding for the next one. Um, you know, it also gets you things like publicity, articles, you know, you get a chance for people to know who you are, you know, as a filmmaker and, and it, it, it sheds a spotlight on you. And then also, um, and maybe in some ways, even more importantly, uh, it sheds a spotlight on the subjects that you care about that you're trying to make your movie about. Right. Yeah. Um, and really brings awareness to these things um, and opens conversations that might not have happened otherwise. Yeah. So you had mentioned that uh, you get funding. So I guess it this is really sort of these festivals are more marketing mm -hmm. for branding and awareness. Mm -hmm. And then the funding, what type of funding do you, do you get? Are you looking for you work with producers to attract private funding or do you get grants? What what comes how where does that funding come from? Anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think as an artist, I'm like, give it to me from wherever you can give it to me. I'll take it. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm being, trying to be funny, but maybe, yeah, not, no, but, but, <laughs> maybe I'm not achieving it. But no, but I, you know, I think it, it does. It does come from a combination of things. And like, for example, you know, this this next film is a combination of grant and private. You know, okay. um, Turning Blue was very much a grant film like I was able to to piece together some grant stuff um, most, most of which came from Kent State which was amazing um, and then in the orchard was purely private uh, purely private funding and uh, so you know and the other thing too and I tell my students this um, and is that you know grants beget grants Funding begets funding, right? People want to get on board people who have been funded, right? Yeah. And so whatever you can do to get it, I mean, it's it's kind of like people want to date you when other people want to date you, right? <laughs> like, like people are like, wow, you just got money, you know, for this movie. Like, oh, what's, what are you doing next? That's the first question people ask you. What are you doing next? I'm like, well, funny you ask, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think that that's an important thing. You build this financing platform for yourself so that more people want to invest in you and they feel like they're not taking a huge chance because you've proven that you can you can pull it off. Yeah, you've had some modicum of success that right. they, they recognize. Exactly. So, validation. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned teaching and you recently left the industry full time to focus on teaching. What most concerns your students about going into the industry? Right. Well, first of all, like, I guess I should clarify, I haven't left the industry, you know, uh, at all. Full-time, full I mean. Yeah, full yeah. Time. But, like, I think that in a weird way, I feel like I have two full-time jobs, you know. I'm still really <laughs> full-time in the industry, you know, because I'm making movies and I'm working full-time on that. And I'm working full-time as a professor. So I'm not really sure. I really don't sleep much, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> that doesn't so, sound like no, it. <laughs> you know, I think that, um, you know... And, and they do work in tandem, by the way, because like one of the things that I think is really important, and I think it was one of the reasons I was hired, um, sure. is, I, is the fact that you know my professional work is so important to me and and really such a priority that I think the students really benefit from that. And you know it's really important for them to see people in the world doing the work. You know, and I'm really very much about getting my students involved. In fact, Turning Blue, I brought four students on that worked with us. Um, um, on the film, and that was amazing. And with Involuntary, the new film, I'll be bringing some of my students on as well. And because I really want them to have hands-on experience, I, fe 
feel like it's really important. You cannot learn filmmaking unless you're filmmaking. <laughs> you know, like I'm a, I'm a, a, I'm a physical, you have to know how it's all put together. And so I think you learn a lot from doing and watching and, and you know, yeah. watching people do it. Um, and so, you know, I have an, yeah. I had an A-level crew in, in Turning Blue and I will have an A-level crew in, in Voluntary. And so it's really great for my students to get a chance to watch those, everyone mm -hmm. and watch how everyone's working. Um, and so, I, I don't know, did I answer your question? Or not? Well, you answered the yeah the first okay. half yeah, okay. and the, the the second one is the second half of that is what most concerns your students about breaking into the industry or going out on their own. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I think it's the lack of experience. You know, I think I think they are nervous about that. Um, I think a lot of them are just so worried about not getting jobs. Um, you know, and and I'm always you know, trying to be a calming force to them because, you know, it takes time and you have to be willing to do a lot of jobs to get, you're not going to get that one job. And chances are you're going to jump around your whole life, you know, and you have to be ready for that. Um, I think, I think my students are very excited. Like our DMP students are amazing. They're, they're just kind of ready to go out and do it, you know, and they're kind of fearless. And I love that about them. Um, but I think, you know, I, I think their, their concerns are just, you know, it's a big bad world out there and, and how are they, how are they going to find their way in it really? Yeah. And, and you said, uh, your DMP students, what does DMP stand Sorry, for? it's digital media productions. So oh, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And so we're in, in the uh, school of media and journalism, but we have okay. sequences within that. And so we're the digital media production. So basically we handle film and television and gotcha. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. This concludes part one of our interview with Dana White. We hope you'll join us next week for part two. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Visit artsentrepreneurshippodcast.com to learn more about our guest and how you can help support artists, the arts, and this podcast. Mm -hmm.